0: genuinely can't tell if that's good. G'day fuckwits, it's Aiden Jones, you'll listen to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 24th of October 2023. <coughs> How are ya? Good? Man it's all windy outside, I'm fucking loving it. Tuesday morning 10.33am, I've had a great morning. I hope you guys are doing good, I'm feeling energized, you know what, I woke up at 6.30 without my alarm, my alarm was set for 6.45, I was going to get up and watch the second half of the Spurs game, but uh, I woke up at 6.30 and I checked the score and it was nil-nil and I was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm just going to get up now and I uh, chucked the laptop on, I put the game on, the game started at 6, so put my headphones in and went out into the kitchen, started making breakfast. And while I was making my wheat picks we scored the first goal. Come on, a beautiful move. The press working. We're playing up high and uh, got onto a stray pass. And a lovely finish from Sonny. And then the second half, similar kind of move. Madison to finish. I know most of you guys don't give a fuck about the football, but I'm so excited. We're top of the league, man. It's great. It's uh, just another aspect of my life right now that is going really, really well. I'm feeling good, dude. I'm legit. I'm starting to think this is bad, hey? Like, I'm starting to think... um, If we look like we're going to win the league this year, would I do a one-week trip to the UK just to get a ticket to one game so that I could see a game in our title-winning season? And that's, I'm already getting so far ahead of myself, but we haven't won the league since 1961. Also, another reason why it's bad is because I'm trying to not do shit like that now. I feel like that would be financially incredibly irresponsible But I reckon if it gets to like February, March and we're looking good, I reckon you'd probably see me on that plane, mate. (laughs) Give my boy Dave a big hug and a kiss on his lips. Oh my God. Imagine, just imagine. I fuck. I'm looking for one of our second kits, our away kits. I really like the away kit with with the collar, navy. I don't like the third kit. The first kit I got last year. So, you know, whatever. I want the away kit. I don't know, man. I just. Oh, God. The football's so good. We're playing so good, man. So, yeah, that's put me in a great mood this morning. And uh, I just went to um, the post office to get some photos taken for, uh, like, passport photos taken because I applied for the US green card lottery. And someone just pushed me to do it the other day when I was, oh, that's right. This is a nice thing that's happened this week. You know what? Saturday night, what was I doing? I did a short day at work, but I was so fucking tired because, um, you know what? Actually, last week, I think uh, uh, lately a barometer on how kind of stressed I am is the days that I find myself having time to write in my diary. Because I write five lines in my diary every day. I'm not doing poems anymore. I kind of fell away from that. I got sick of it. But, um, and I've been writing in a diary since, I think, 2019. Um, since the start of that year. I did it when I was 14. I wrote in a diary almost every day for like five years. And then I stopped. And then I started again in 2019. And, uh, oh, here we go. that was a yawn (laughs) Oh, tea's a little bit hot but it smells good I might have taken the bag out like just slightly too early but it does smell good man I can't wait to fucking eat food after this podcast anyway sorry I'm getting off track Um, (laughs) I can tell that I am not focused or that I feel busy if I haven't written in my diary all week. Um, I'm really enjoying writing my diary lately. I've stopped, I think for a while before I started doing the poems, I was trying to do some kind of mindfulness exercise in it and just like write how I'm feeling and what I'm doing. But I always ended up writing the same thing. And now I'm just trying to write in a bit more of a speaking voice. And uh, I mean, let me... No, no. You know what? Actually, I do. I've been trying to think about what this podcast is. You know, as I always am, and I've realised I just need to accept that what it is is literally a, a weekly diary that I write. But I talk, you know, in the diary. So I'm trying lately to write a bit more like. Oh, you know what? Actually, I don't want to read out of my diary. Not because it's interesting, but actually because it's not fucking interesting at all. <laughs> but I'm trying to be just like not think about it, you know? I'm trying to just write whatever I'm feeling and not try and make it be good or whatever. And but um, anyway, last week I didn't write in my diary all week because I was just fucking, I was wall to wall, man. I didn't even get that much time to do stand-up. I was, uh, mainly what I've been doing a lot of work on is trying to get, sorted for this new job and actually this afternoon i've got a theory class for my hr license thursday wednesday i did i work on wednesday i can't remember no wednesday i did two shows at night and then thursday i had uh, another one of these trial tours down the great ocean road so get up at 10 to 5 ride train and then ride again to get to the office by six Tour all day, back at the office around 8.30, home at just before 10. And uh, that's Thursday. And then Friday, get up early, go to work. And then uh, Friday afternoon, I met a friend down the beach. We went to the beach for a bit. We hung out. And then, fuck, this is actually so busy. I'm even just remembering now how tired I was. Friday after that, we hung out. And then I drove my car to fucking do a gig in Abbotsford and then I drove to Springvale to pick up a piano like an electric piano and got home at like eleven thirty, and then Saturday morning got up and went to work and I was so fucking tired and uh finished work early-ish like two o'clock on Saturday and just came straight home and just hung out at home for the whole day but um The reason that someone hit me up to go, hey, you should apply for the green card lottery, which is what, fuck yes, I made it back, was because on Saturday night, I got home and I was relaxing. I was like, you know, did a bit of cooking and uh, I just, I I was going to go out or I was going to do something. A friend of mine was playing a gig, like a music gig. I was going to see if anyone wanted to hang out, but I just thought, you know what? I'm not doing it. I don't need to push myself and go out. I'm allowed to just have a night at home. And I did exactly that. I stayed home and I just thought about like, what stuff would I like to do right now? And, uh, I ended up writing a list, writing my to-do list, writing my list of, of things that I want to do in my life that I wrote, that I did on this podcast like a month and a half ago. I've been kind of sitting on it. Um, I've just been kind of letting it, you know, sit and see if the things that I wrote I liked because I wrote it in my phone and I eliminated a couple. So now the list sits at and it's done. It's up on my wall. Record a great special. Yes. Visit New York City. And visit is a good word there because it means it doesn't necessarily have to be professional, but it could be. And then relationship is number three. I'll know it when I feel it. Four, visit family in Colombia. Yes. Five, perform at the Comedy Cellar. Something that's not 100% in my control, but it's a good goal to have. The most famous comedy club in the world. Six, buy a house. That comes from originally on the list that I wrote three years ago. I put save 20 grand. And then I was like, Aiden, we all know what you really want to do. So why don't you just be ambitious and put the thing that you actually want. Buy a house. Yes. Six, is that six or seven? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, complete grade eight AMEB. That's a piano, grade eight on piano. I don't know if that's 100% what I want to do with the piano, to be honest, but I want to have some kind of piano related goal in there. So I thought I'd put that. Seven. Visit Africa. Yes. Eight. Do stand up in Spanish. Absolutely. Nine. Uh, what is that? Live in another city. That's the, one of the most important ones vague I don't want to say live in New York or live in London or live anywhere whatever but I do want to live in a city other than Melbourne in my life yes and number 10 sell out a 200 seat venue that's it those are my goals those are my 10 things I think I can achieve all of those and I put it on my Instagram and I got a bunch of people liking commenting saying nice stuff it was very kind thank all of you and one person said to me, they applied for the green card lottery in the US like six years in a row and they finally got it. And they, uh, ha, uh, they're moving to the US, they're moving to New York in a couple of weeks. And they said, you should apply. And you know what I have? I actually just went through my emails and realized that I've applied. I applied in 2016. And I think I applied last year as well. And you know what? I never checked to see if I actually got it, which is crazy because now I'm scared. Like, what if I got it? <laughs> fuck but anyway I'm applying again I just applied now I went down to the post office and I got uh some photos taken and I applied for the green card lottery I'm just like who knows you know who knows what's going to come who knows what the future holds I can't control it I'm just putting options out there for myself I, uh I've got this trial on Thursday that I'm excited about, throwing shit at the wall. So far, we have sold 17 tickets, which is fan-fucking-tastic. And uh, I've got a good lineup for the show. I did a few sets last week, and I've got a bunch of sets this week. I haven't really had time to write new jokes, but I've got a new idea for how I can combine piano with an existing bit of my stand-up that I'm going to try at uh, this room on Wednesday night, Goffs on Swan Street, that I'm super excited about. I still don't really know how the show going to fit together. Again, I don't need to know. My plan for Thursday is just to kind of go on stage with a list of all the bits that I want to do and uh, a kind of half-finished idea of the direction and the feel of the show go on stage, perform it, and be honest with the audience about going, look, this is not 100% finished, but here's what I've got right now. And uh, maybe if there's no transition in between certain things, I'll just go, look, there's no transition there. That's just what's up. But here's the next bit. And here's where I think the link might be, but I don't 100% know what the link is at the moment. So I'm just going to do the next bit now. I don't really know what the end of the show is. I know the main thing in the show is I want to play the entire piece with behind me the stuff that I said to my biological father six weeks ago when I went there. I don't know how I'm going to do that this week because I haven't got the shit prepared, but maybe I'll just fucking, I don't know. Maybe I'll just say it after I play the piece or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I won't say it at all. Maybe there'll be nothing. Ah, you know what I was going to talk about that I realized I didn't last week was the, um, the, the voice to parliament vote, the referendum. I don't really know what I wanted to say. All I realized is as soon as I stopped recording last week, I fucking, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about for the whole time. And then I stopped recording and I was like, oh yeah, this massive thing that just happened in our country, um, I guess it's a big luxury that I have that I already don't feel as strongly about it as I did a week ago when it happened I was very bummed but also I don't know man are we surprised you know what I saw something on Instagram that made me um annoyed or I don't know I just it's just interesting the perspectives that people have on it or the expectation that everyone's going to care as much as they do about the thing that they care about you know I saw someone post on Instagram and I don't even know whether this was about the voice to parliament or if this is about like the Gaza, Israel stuff, Israel, Palestine, whatever. But, um, I saw someone post like, what was it? Some of y'all fought harder for Taylor Swift tickets. Sit with that. Just sit with that. That's what they said. And, uh, I guess... What they're trying to say there is some people cared more about Taylor Swift tickets and getting those for a big Eros tour or whatever the fuck it's called than they did about, I don't even know, whatever the issue is that they care about, whether it's black stuff, indigenous rights, or whether it's Israel and Palestine, whatever the fucking political issue du jour is. Basically, they're saying, you care more about Taylor Swift tickets, in brackets, than this is inconsequential and shallow, than you do about this important political stuff that affects people's lives and is very serious. And to that, I would kind of say, yeah, man, because Taylor Swift makes them feel good. How are you making people feel right now? Trying to make people feel guilty using guilt and just like some negative shit. You know, it's like no one's going to jump on board with your fucking bullshit if you're just yelling at them like I am right now. <laughs> Okay. 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 Not that funny. Let's just fucking relax. (laughs) I would love to go see Taylor Swift. I would absolutely. (laughs) And you know what I don't want to do? Go to any political rallies whatsoever. I don't fucking care. (laughs) I mean, I do care and it's important, but I'm just, I'm not going to give up my day for it. I'm just not. I'm not going to, man, <laughs> but I would bite your arm off for a Taylor Swift ticket. <laughs> I don't even know any of her songs, but people seem to be really excited about it. I bet she's awesome. <laughs> I bet she's so good. I bet 100,000 people at a rally, you know, singing about whatever, would be it couldn't even hold a candle to one Taylor Swift singing. That's why at a rally, that's why at a Taylor Swift concert, there's one person singing and 100,000 people listening. And at a rally, there's 100,000 people singing and no one listening. (laughs) Oh, how ironic is that? Would you buy tickets to... Could you sell tickets to a rally to watch that? I mean, it's a pretty impressive thing, you know? 100,000 people gathering together for a cause. But... I'd still rather see Taylor Swift. Isn't that funny? That's how much better Taylor Swift is than a rally is rallies are free to go to. And in fact, people are like encouraging us to go. And I haven't gone, but Taylor Swift tickets are fucking, some of them are like two and a half grand and people are like, yes. (laughs) That's how shit rallies are, man. Maybe I would do a bit. About how rallies are shit. Taylor Swift Tay Tay equals good. That could be a good premise. I haven't written anything in a while, so maybe I'll do that as a premise. Saw people bitching about how people care more about Taylor Swift than they do about the whatever political cause they're into. And it's just like, I don't know, yeah, whatever. That's the idea. Cool. Hey, a premise a bit of stand-up. Remember that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, um, I went on Sunday. You know what the picture's going to be for this week? I went on Sunday, met up with uh, a new friend, I reckon. New comic and, uh, just, yeah, we, we met up to ostensibly talk about comedy and just to hang out, really. And, um... We went to Penenka. I was going to take us... I was choosing the place and I was going to take us to Terra Twilight in Collingwood. But I've had this idea for a while with this new show... Fuck, I actually have to write down. That's on my to-do list. Did I write it down? I think I did. Yeah, I did. Cafe in Abbotsford, Penenka. Which if you don't know, a Penenka is a type of penalty in uh, in comedy, in, um, in football when you denka penalty down the middle because you know the keeper's going to dive either way because he's nervous. And it's just like such a baller move. It's really a ballsy thing to do. Zinedine Zidane did one off the crossbar in the World Cup final in 2006, I believe it was in the World Cup final. Whatever. And uh, it's just a cool penalty. I actually can't remember why it's called a penenka. Why is it called a penenka? Was it after the name of the guy? Uh, 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 penenka. Panenka. Panenka is a technique used while taking a penalty kick in which the taker, instead of kicking the ball to the left or the right, gives a light touch underneath the ball, causing it to rise and fall within the center of the goal, deceiving the goalkeeper, who is most likely will have committed to a dive away from the center. And it's Antonin Panenka. I saw myself, this is the guy who invented it. Uh, from Czechoslovakia, 1976 European Championship. They reached the final where they faced West Germany and after extra time, the result was 2-0. So the first penalty shootout in a European Championships ensued. The first seven kicks were converted until West Germany's fourth penalty taker, Uli Hoeneß, ballooned his shot over the bar. With the score 4-3, Penenka stepped up to take the fifth Czechoslovakian penalty to win the match. Under immense pressure, he feigned shooting to the side of the goal, causing the West German goalkeeper to dive to his left, and then gently chipped the ball into the middle of the net. The perceived impudence of the shot, in addition to its success, led a watching French journalist to dub Penenka a poet. And his winning kick is one of the most famous ever, making Penenka's name synonymous with a particular style of penalty. After the game, Penenka was told that he could have been punished if he missed, but it may have been uh, seen as disrespecting the communist system in place at the time in his home country. On viewing the penalty, Pele described Penenka as being either a genius or a madman. Fuck, that's so cool, isn't it? Wow. This is what he said about it. I saw myself as an entertainer, and I saw this penalty as a reflection of my personality. I wanted to give the fans something new to see to create something that would get them talking. Oh, fuck. Fuck, that's so fucking sick. Disrespectful, man. It's so cocky. And uh, only the fucking coolest players can pull it off, you know? So what a great name for a cafe. And I want to have my comedy show there. And I was thinking about it for a while, but I just, I, I thought, you know what? I don't think it would work. I don't think they have the right places. Maybe they don't have a liquor license. But on Sunday, when I was going to go meet up with my friend, I was like, fuck this. Let me just go in there. So I said to her, meet me at this cafe instead. We went to Penenka and we were in there for a bit and I was thinking about having comedy there and I went up and I talked to the manager and she was like, you know what? We do have a liquor license. We're looking to have events. Let's talk about it. And uh, she told me to message the management. She gave me an email address and I've got the email address and I'm going to fucking email them after I do this podcast before I get up and cook lunch. That's what I'm going to do. Because I guess like this is the whole the whole thing of where I'm at right now and what I'm trying to hold on to this feeling of freedom and, you know, and, and, uh, and focus. Like I've been talking to people lately who are putting their shows on in the Melbourne Comedy Festival and the, all the fringes and stuff. And I'm just realizing how unprepared I would be if I was going to put a show on now. And because I'm putting so much effort, deliberate effort into this new show, it's also meaning that. I'm thinking about how best to put it on and how best to promote it. And and like, you know, like, okay, I'm not just going to do whatever festivals because those are the ones that I do on autopilot. I want to think about which festivals do I want to do? How do I want to do them? How do I want to plan to do them? How much money am I going to need? What's my budget across these festivals? Where am I spending my money? All of this kind of stuff. And uh, I'm thinking about, you know, like... Next year, Melbourne and Sydney Fringe Festivals are in Sydney and October, are in S- uh, September and October. S- I think Sydney, September, Melbourne, October, which means that registration for those is going to be like March, April. So I'm thinking about like, I'm going to register for those festivals in March, April, which means I need to have all my assets and everything ready for the show by then. And I'm going to do that and I'm planning, it's not just, I think in the past, these dates have crept up on me, and I've just missed them, because I'm just like, I'm not thinking about actually intentionally putting the show on, I just, the dates roll around, and I'm like, I guess I do it, because that's what I do, no, wrong, Ah, oh, so I'm taking that energy into the fucking new show, right, this new, this idea that I have for putting on a lineup show in Melbourne as well, and um, I want to run a show at Penenka. I'm going to email them after this. And I'm going to pitch a show, not for November, not before the end of the year. I'm not going to rush it. I am going to pitch it for January. I want to say, let me put a show on in January in your venue, we'll promote it to football people. I'll promote it to my people. I'll make it a big show. I'll be like, everyone come down to this show. It's going to be fucking sick. Really push it, make it a great show. I might need to buy lights. I might need to buy a PA system, whatever. I'll do it. I just want to have a fantastic show. I'm going to make tickets 15 bucks and I will sell a lot of them at 10. I'll like, that'll be the discount price. And uh, I'm just going to push everyone onto those $10 tickets. And I reckon I can get, how many can I get in there? Could I sell 80 tickets for a show like that? I reckon I could. And that would be, fuck, that'd be an amazing show. I book the sickest lineup that I can in Melbourne and uh, I'll just make it a great show. And then when that goes well, I'll book another one for maybe a month ahead and i'll start promoting it oh yes this is the plan all right i've already got the advertising assets i've got the images i've got the ideas for how i'm going to advertise it i'll print the fucking i'll print the trading cards and i'll go around to cafes and venues everywhere and i'll put them out and i'll be like what's up this is what i'm doing this is the show and i'll make it on like a tuesday night Oh, I'm excited. Can you hear? I feel like I haven't fucking said anything funny this week. I'm just feeling really good about where I am at in my life right now. You know what happened that was really cool on Sunday after I I met up with this, this person who I think is going to be a new friend of mine? And we talked about stand-up and, and just our plans and life generally and and whatever, I went, uh, I met up with another friend, I went and saw an open mic, uh, sorry, I did not open mic, and then I went and met up with another friend, but while I was at the open mic, I, uh, I got a voice message from this girl that I went on a date with last week, and uh, again, I want to try and be vague with it, because it's personal stuff, but she basically said, um, for her reasons, which are very fair, that she's not ready to be dating at the moment, And uh and so she called it off. And like we'd gotten along very well and she'd been clear about what she wanted, I've been clear about what I wanted, and when she called it off, it didn't come as a huge shock because I'd been listening to her, which I think is a great thing for me, you know? And uh it just it didn't leave me feeling sad or or hurt or anything. It was like a little bit disappointing, but it was okay. And um I just I feel really proud of myself for being you know like when she set her expectations and what she wanted I listened and then I readjusted mine accordingly compared to where they were when we first met and like went on a date and that's just so fucking cool that I did that that I didn't let myself just ignore what she had said and get carried away to the point where when she then came back and said you know what I don't think I'm ready I was like, yeah, that makes sense because that goes like with everything that you've said previously. And uh, I said some nice things to her and she said some nice things to me and we've gone our separate ways. I feel great, you know. What other positive things can I say? I'll talk about these two things that I saw last week that's really exciting for Australian comedy. On Tuesday night, the premiere of Redfern Electrical, John Crookshanks' project, Redfern Electrical episode two was on at Carlton Cinema Nova and it was fantastic and the cinema was sold out or close enough to uh, 35 minutes short very much in the vein of the last one a lot of good fan service a lot of great jokes good moments big laughs in the cinema loved it very uh, excited to have seen that premiere and excited for Cruikshank one of the best comics going around in Australia at the moment and uh, he's really found he, like who he's speaking to he's found an audience and he's talking directly to them and it's really cool then even possibly more exciting because crookshanks a sydney guy that was that that's that's the thing coming out of sydney right now melbourne the guys from uh, hot dad productions have made this film a feature 70 minutes called emu war about the emu war which I don't really know that much about. And to be honest, I don't think they do either, (laughs) but, um, they made a film about, I think it was like the time that Australia decided that there need to be a cull of the emu population in Western Australia. And they sent the military out there after the first world war to kill 30 emus, uh, 30,000 emus. And they ended up killing like 50. They just couldn't do it because the emus are really hard to kill. Apparently. Um, They made a film about the EMU war and they've been making it for seven years apparently and they got a bunch of Screen Australia funding and it's just been this huge project with a bunch of great actors, comedians from uh, Melbourne and around Australia and it premiered as a part of the Monster Fest Film Festival on Sunday night at Cinema Nova, sold out two sessions at the big theatre in Cinema Nova, and I was at the first session, and, uh, it was, again, just so fucking funny, so dirty, so really gross, and, like, some fucking off-color humor, man, like, incest stuff, sex, gross, titty milk fucking, (laughs) and, um, the the like the look and feel of the thing absolutely fit that sense of humour and it's absolutely the sense of humour that those guys have who like some of whom I've known for ten over ten years and uh, everyone just shone in the film and again huge laughs in the cinema and I was just so proud to call those guys friends and be friends with them and be a part of the scene that those guys have come out of and then afterwards that was the, that was like the headline movie for Monster Fest and then afterwards they had the uh, awards ceremony for Monster Fest and uh, they won the main award, the gold monster, I think it was called. They won the main award for their film Seven Years in the Making and it was just this huge fucking moment and all of these people from Melbourne Comedy were there to share in it and celebrate their achievement and I can't wait to see what happens with that film because I think it's going to get a cinematic release in Australia they're taking it to a bunch of other film festivals around the world they've got distributors the distributors talking to them it's so exciting I just I don't know what else to say right now other than that things are really good everything is good is the name of the podcast this week everything is good. I got nothing to bitch about, man. Nothing whatsoever. And I hope you guys are on the same level as me right now. I hope you're feeling good about whatever shit you got going on because I'm just... I'm very excited for the future. I'm very happy in the present. And uh, just... Yeah, just that, man. <sighs> I think that's it. If you're around this week, uh, I'm doing... golf's in Richmond is... For what I've seen, the best new room in Melbourne at the moment from the gig that I did there on Wednesday, and I'm going to be there again tomorrow night on Wednesday. It's a free show, so if you're around, come and check that out. I'll be doing a little excerpt from uh, my new show. I'll be trying another bit of stand-up with piano, but more importantly than that, Thursday night, throwing shit at the wall at The Belfry. Come down to The Belfry. Uh, Tickets will be 12 bucks on the door or hit me up on Instagram. Get a code for $5 tickets and uh, say goodbye to The Belfry because that's a pub that has been a great place for comedy in the last year since it's been running and sadly closing because of a rent increase that's just so fucking unreasonable. It's ridiculous. It's a joke. Um, But uh, I'm very glad to be putting on a show, one show there before it closes and... 17 tickets so far. Still two days out. Is really good. We have got a great lineup. It's a small room. I think it's going to be an awesome show. So I'd love to see you guys there. Other than that, have a sick week. Thank you. Oh, actually, sorry. The picture from this week is going to be. I was at Panenka. Fuck, I almost forgot. I was at Panenka, and um, and this isn't to shit on Panenka because everywhere is expensive. But uh, I got a slice of toast with peanut butter and jam and like chia seeds and some fruit and banana. 15 bucks (laughs) fucking hell bro and i got it and i was just turned to my mate i was like 15 bucks i mean he paid actually which is really nice um he uh he offered to buy me breakfast in exchange for just some info on comedy whatever i don't know it was nice um but I was like, 15 bucks, hey, how about that? One slice of toast. And then the chick behind me just was like, sorry, is that the chia toast, the, the fucking thing toast on the menu? Yeah, wow, okay. I just wanted to see it. She goes, I just wanted to see it and, and see what it was for 15 bucks. And I was just like, yeah, you know, it's like whatever. And she's like, yeah, it is what it is. You know, that's the way things are now. It's not like a, anything against the venue, but um, 15 bucks for that's pretty... <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty crazy. All right, that's going to be the image for this week. I took a selfie of myself with my one slice of toast for 15 bucks. Thank you very much for listening, guys. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.